Hello, this is Tim Wright from Twin Tangibles. A few days ago, I had the opportunity to speak to Luke Lang, co-founder of Crowdcube, one of the few equity-based crowdfunding platforms in the world. We recorded the interview so that you had a chance to hear what he said when I asked him a few questions about what brought Crowdcube about and how it's been going since they started earlier this year. I hope you enjoy it. Luke, thanks for taking the time to speak to us about Crowdcube. Can we go right back to the beginning and uh, tell us a bit about the origins of the project? Um, well, I, I guess you know, Crowdcube was um, the, the idea came from uh, myself and my co-founder Darren Westlake. Um, we're both um, experienced entrepreneurs, set up businesses in the past, um, and have experienced for ourselves the challenges that raising finance for a, for, a, for a startup business and a growing business uh-huh. um, can be. Um, and it was our opinion that there, there must be a, a better way of doing things. And, yeah. and um, you know, it's, it's very much our opinion that business finance hasn't really changed a great deal for the past 200 years where um, um, bright entrepreneurs with a, with a good idea go cap in hand to wealthy individuals looking for money. And those wealthy individuals aren't necessarily the best people to decide whether you've got a good idea or not. Quite, yeah. um, so um, yeah, we, we firmly believe that there must be a, a better way of doing it and a way of democratising investment so that um, anyone you know, can have the opportunity to invest in, in, in small startup and growth businesses mm-hmm. um, and really give entrepreneurs the, abo- the ability to, to tap into to new money. So you know, people that you know, previously would have been priced out of being a, a business angel because they, you know, they didn't have enough um, savings or they yeah. didn't have, you know, fifty thousand, hundred thousand pounds in the bank to invest. You know, they could tap into that, that, the kind of friends and family with with smaller sums of money. They could, um, you know, give um, customers and suppliers the opportunity to become part of their business and to and to mm-hmm. engage with their business on a on a new level. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was essentially the, the kind of the the, the core foundation to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess if you wanted you know, two founding kind of principles were that you know, firstly, anyone should be able to invest. So we really wanted to democratise that, and we really wanted to you know empower the general public, and, and we coined the term kind of armchair dragons. Yeah. So you know, you know, people sat at home can make decisions on whether they want to invest. Um, and that the people that invested should get real shares in that business. So it's really important to us that those people didn't invest in a in a fund or anything like that or have kind of quasi shares that that they were you know, taking a real stake in in that business, and that's something that's very, very distinct about Crowdcube, isn't it? I mean, because there there are other yeah. crowdfunding platforms that can invest or at least fund a business like Kickstarter or whatever, but yours is specifically about uh, giving equity as part of that. Yeah, ta- and taking taking a real stake in in that business, and that that was really, really important to us because when you're you know when you're looking to raise money for for businesses. Um, or invest in a businesses in a business. You're investing for the future. You're investing um, because you, you see that that um, the business has a future. Um, you believe in it, um, and you want to be in some way part of that future and part of that success. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and it's you know, it's very much you know certainly. 
we we see that there are two kind of main reasons why people invest in a business and firstly it's participation and, and that new level of involvement and <clears throat> engaging with a brand and helping a brand and advocating and supporting that company and really helping them to to to, to move on and kick on to the next level. So, firstly, there's very philanthropic reasons, um, and and that those those reasons um, uh, equally apply to you know the person investing ten thousand pounds as investing um, ten pounds. Yeah. Um, but also for people that are investing larger sums of money, there's you know there's the traditional kind of pay that you know they want payback, they want to get a return on their investment. Yeah. Um, they're, they're not doing it just for, for the goodness of their heart, although that may be. A contributing factor. They're they're really keen to 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 um, to generate a return. So you know those are the the two kind of kind of founding reasons or core reasons of why people or we see why people are investing. But is and, it, and is having having equity is is a real key part of that because if you didn't have equity, then it'd be really difficult to attract the the larger sums of the larger sums of investment. Absolutely, but there's a, there is an inherent risk, I suppose, in it as well, though, isn't there? Because with a reward-based model, you you get your reward. Assume you know if it's a keep it all or all or nothing model. Ultimately, you should get your reward that you've procured if if the fund reaches yeah. the, the the aim that it's set out to achieve. But with 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 an equity model, you know you're you're actually buying uh, what is potentially a risky investment. It could go up or it could go down. So so it's quite a different. Um, uh, a relationship, if you will, and in terms of your investment, because there's there's risk in, in, involved with it. Whereas with a reward-based model, you get your reward. Yeah, absolutely. We and we we make no no bones about that. And it, yeah, it's, it's it certainly is um, a risk investing in in any business, um, mm-hmm. particularly startup businesses. Um, and we, we yeah we have. Um, Develop the facility for, for people to have rewards as as well mm-hmm. as the the um, the equity stake. So yeah. we recognise that certainly for the smaller um, amounts of investment, kind of between ten and two three hundred pounds, um, there was an idea. You know, certainly that those investors would have liked to have seen or been able to realise some of that investment. Yeah. Earlier on in the process, so that you know they, you know, they get something back, yeah. um, a, a lot quicker. So we, we've we've kind of gone some way to to mitigate those uh, that risk. So if if you buy some of this this equity, so somebody registers on on, on CrowdCube because essentially the the process is one registers on on CrowdCube to become a kind of registered investor, if you will. And, yeah. and then you have access to the portfolio of, of uh, investment opportunities. Yeah. You buy the equity. Can can you sell that equity again at some point? Um, not not at the moment, uh-huh. um, in, unless there's kind of a, a management buyout or something like that, or an event like that in in the future. You you, you, you don't have the opportunity to sell. Uh-huh. Um, but that is something that we're <clears throat> looking to develop. So, yeah, we see kind of liquidity of investments in limited companies is, is a, a barrier to p- people investing you know yeah. at the moment it's very much you know, you're in it for the for the longer term you, yeah. you, you're in it for three four five years um, up, at, up up until such point when the company reaches an event where they either you know, sell float or or there's some sort of um, management buyout um, you know there, there is the provision for um, um, for 
dividend payments as you would get in any um, yep. kind of shareholding. Yes. Um, but yeah, you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right in 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 that terms. Okay, so um, going down the equity-based model, uh, that that obviously presents a lot of sort of legislative barriers and made must have made the process of setting up uh, CrowdCube a little bit more challenging than, than setting up one of the reward-based models. Yeah, it, it did. Um, we spent um, over two years developing the model with our um, solicitors, um, so it was it was quite a long and painful process. And I mm-hmm. guess you know a, a lot of people. Um, would have probably given up, but between between myself, um, Darren Westlake, and our and our lawyers, Ashford solicitors, um, we kind of had the tenacity between us to and the will to think that there must be a way of doing this. Um, and after kind of numerous attempts, we've we finally managed to kind of um, kind of navigate our way through through the um, the regulatory um, um, regulations. Yeah. And ensuring that yeah we're fully compliant with all relevant regulations, um, and where we're not, we we outsource that um, to a, to an authorised third, third party. Mm-hmm. So, so that that's I mean it sounds a, a torturous process. When did when did CrowdCube actually launch? Um, so we launched on uh, February. Um, I forget the exact date. But it was February two thousand and eleven. Uh huh. Right. Okay. So you, you, this coming February will be your first full year's uh, operation? It will, yes. And, and how many projects do you think you'll have had through by then? Well, at, at the moment, um, I mean, we originally forecast that we would do, because you know, we, we recognised that it was going to be a, a um, we, we were breaking new ground and we were being rather in, innovative, so we yeah. were quite modest in our forecast, and we originally forecast that we'd do one deal in our first year's worth of trading. Yeah. In actual fact, to date, we've done 10 deals. Excellent. Um, and and the, um, the amount of investment we've raised for small businesses um, in successful deals since you know, our first deal was in July, so since July is um, over 2.1 million Amazing. pounds. Yeah. So it really, really demonstrates that there's an appetite. There's a, there's a, there's certainly a need from entrepreneurs. You know, there's a need for an alternative route of finance. You know, existing um, sources uh, and, and not living up to to their billing. Banks sure. aren't lending. Business angels have become, you know, quite rightly probably a bit more risk averse mm. um, as as their wealth has probably depleted somewhat yeah. over the past few years so there, there was a real need for an alternative source of, of finance um, and there's a real appetite out there for for people to invest in in, in good businesses so yeah so do you uh, think this is this is a kind of a really systemic and, and sustained change in the way that we invest for the future um, we certainly believe so yeah we, we see um, you know the the evolution of crowdfunding into kind of business finance, we see that as is certainly a, a game changer and very much the next generation of how small businesses and startup businesses will, will raise finance in the future. Yeah. Um, and we've yeah you know, we've got some some big am, ambitions there to, to to take Crowdcube and and you know, the the crowdfunding for equity finance model. Um, to, to a new level there's certainly a demand there yeah. uh, and there's certainly a you know, funding gap and, and 
and you've already had some notable successes. I mean, uh, the, you, to use the, the, the software developers' uh, terms, you eat your own dog food in as much as you, <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah. you, you raised £300,000? Yes, we did. We, um, last week, we raised um, 300000 in, in 10 days. Amazingly good. About 162 investors. Um, and to be honest, there was when we were originally um, developing the Crowdcube model, there was, yeah, we we got an initial seed funding from kind of friends and family, yeah. Um, and we were we were acutely aware of the fact that actually, you know, if if, if there was a Crowdcube out there at that time, yeah, we would have we would have used it as a method yeah. for for um, raising finance, and we yeah. were we were yeah at that point we kind of said well. You know, if we ever need finance in the future, yeah. You know, we need to, you know, we need to demonstrate. We need to exactly eat our own dog food and yeah. and, um, and and do what every other entrepreneur is is is, is doing. In, in actual fact, it was a really enlightening process for us to actually go through it from from I'm an sure. entrepreneur's perspective. You know, the roller coaster ride that you. Um, that you embark on and the journey that you go through and the learnings and the understanding that we've gained from that and the insights into our systems and, and, um, so, and how, so, how it works has, has been really beneficial. So we've got lots of new improvements lined up to excellent. For, for the new year already. So, so how easy is crowdfunding then? I know Kickstarter, for example, they've been around a long time. They've had a lot of projects, uh, I say a long time in the, in the context of crowdfunding at least. They reckon about a forty-three percent success rate on projects. So, and, and we get the feeling in talking to people that, that are entering into crowdfunding, be it equity-based or reward-based, a lot of them seem to think that they just put their project up there, and as, as soon as they do that, the money starts rolling in. But how easy is it? Do you think in, in reality? Yeah, um, it's it's a it's a good question, and. Um, at, at the moment, we, we really stress to entrepreneurs that are looking to list on Crowdcube that Crowdcube is very much a platform for the entrepreneur to drive that investor interest mm-hmm. um, through to the, their, 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 their um, Crowdcube pitch so that the, you know, the pitch page can list all of the information, business plan, financials, and hopefully convert that interest into into investment. Um yeah, it's certainly not a panacea by any means. You know, there's still effort involved in it. Yeah. If you think that you're going to um, list a business on on Crowdcube and all of a sudden you're you're instantly going to hit a hundred thousand pound target, that yeah, you know, that simply is not the case. No. Unless, unless of course you've got an absolute belter of a of an idea. So there's still work to be done, and, and you know, we we see Crowdcube very much as a platform for for enabling and empowering entrepreneurs to to target their friends, their family, their, their customers, their suppliers, their existing stakeholders, existing shareholders, communities that they're involved in and driving that traffic. Yeah, um, yeah we, we haven't re- reached that, that critical mass at the moment where you can just stick a a project on Crowdcube and it and it'll fund. Yeah, you know, that's 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 not happened at the moment, but it's, it's still very very early days. But we we've very much stressed that it's a it's a um, it's it's a, a facility, as it were, yeah. a platform for entrepreneurs to, to use. So so if you're thinking of of putting together a crowdfunding project, be it equity based or otherwise. Having a plan for that, um, being aware of the amount of effort involved, is is an important factor. 
Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Having having an idea about how you're going to drive that interest. You know, one of the things that we always ask as part of our vetting process is, you know, how are you going to drive traffic to yeah. to the, the site? How are you going to signpost people? What is your kind of reach? What, what networks do you have at the moment? And that's really important to us because if if they don't have that reach, then you know. They're going to struggle. They're unlikely to, to get on Crowdcube, yeah. And does does uh, social media f- uh, factor into that, given that it's an online moment? Yeah, abs- abs- absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I, personally, I think, um, you know, there's, you know, there's been a few factors that have, that have happened in the last kind of three to five years that have enabled crowdfunding platforms to really accelerate. And that, firstly, is, you know, broadband internet penetration and, and speeds have increased and things like that but also um, social media and social networking has, has really empowered and enabled people to push a message out much further and, and um, faster than, than ever before yeah. um, and that's that's really been critical in the success of, of, of crowdfunding yeah. um, um, projects and also a, a, a more of a familiarity and a um, um, and uh, a happiness to use kind of micro funding, you know, yeah. pay, you know, finance, you know, paying for things online, yeah. um, and, and using PayPal and things like that. So the people are a lot more comfortable with doing that. Whereas, yeah. you know, three, four, five years ago, there was a, you know, there was a perceived perceived risk. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 really interesting. And and so so what do you think are the common factors for uh, success, or on the other hand, failure in crowdfunding projects generally. Well, um, I, well, I think firstly having a good idea, whether it be a you know, creative arts-based project on Kickstarter or, or crowdfunder in the UK. Um, um, so the idea is really important, you know, yeah. particularly for Crowdcube with, with the business um, idea has is, is got to be good. You've got to back that up with some. You know, all of that good information that an entrepreneur, that, that an investor is going to need to be able to make a judgment on whether or not to invest. So you're going to need a well-written, well-presented business plan, yeah. good financial forecasts. Yeah. Um, and, and secondly, you need to to have a good team behind you, whether that's just the entrepreneur on their own or, or the, the you know, other people within the organisation. But I kind of always... Always say that you know the power of crowdfunding is only limited by the the, the entrepreneur or the pitch owner yeah. and the idea. Yeah. And if you've got a great idea and you can push that message out and it can, you know, if you can trigger a, a viral um, effect, then um, yeah, there's there's no end to, to what you can achieve. Yeah. You, can, you, can you mentioned their uh, crowdfunder as well. You're you're involved with that. What's what's your involvement with that? Yeah, well, when we were um, we developed Crowdcube and the, the the site back in probably the the autumn of two thousand and ten. Yeah. Um, but the the leg um, the regulatory um, framework that we were developing wasn't wasn't quite complete. We weren't happy with it, so we were at the point where we had a crowdfunding platform for for businesses, but with you know what they've actually launching it so we um, thought well essentially the, the principles behind it and the architecture and the software behind it is, is very very similar so we effectively cloned the site and created um, um, 
a, a crowdfunding site for, for the creative arts right industry. and that is specifically um, for creative arts um, well not not specifically we don't we don't kind of limit it in any way but it it just it just so happens that creative arts tend to um, it tends to work very very well yeah. for them um, because they tend to have lots of <clears throat> cool funky stuff to give away and, and yeah. networks of people that are interested um, so that was launched back in November 2010 and and, um, and was one of the you know one of the first um, UK based crowdfunding sites yeah. um, and is you know continues to be one of the most um, popular today um, yeah. and we really we have we've, we've spent no money at all on on um on marketing it, um, we haven't spent any money on PR or advertising or anything. It's purely an organic um, um, engine or yeah. website that is just developed and grown because there's a need for it and it, it satisfies that need and it does it very very effectively. <coughs> um, so we're we're really pleased with how that's how that's gone really. And there there seems to be quite an explosion of new crowdfunding platforms offering all sorts of. Different uh, niche offerings, if you will. But what are the implications of that? Do you think with so many um, burgeoning up now? Um, well, I think that's that's a reflection of, of the, the the needs that are out there and the and the, the demand, effectively. Um, and we kind of at Crowdcube, we welcome competition because it it's um, it'll only improve the awareness of crowdfunding. As a, as a model and a method for raising finance um, and that can only be good for, for everyone within the industry and and help to establish it as, as a, um, an alternative route to finance yeah. um, and it's, just, you know, it's the same in, in any industry you, you know, people, people soon start to um, tweak things and change things and, and see new opportunities so niche, niche sites are um, uh, you know, we, we see as Common thing to, to occur, but mm. an obvious an obvious development or evolution of, of crowdfunding. Sure, and with all the the proposed uh, and in train legislative changes that are going on in the US, um, what what are the implications for Crowdcube um, and, and, and equity based crowdfunding generally? Um, well, I, I think that if if the the, the changes put put forward. Um, um, are approved. Um, I think it'll have a dramatic impact on on the US and and probably you know the rest of the world as well. You know, Crowdcube, it, you know, we're we're at the bleeding edge of, of crowdfunding here in in the UK and certainly leading the way. Um, and for for regulatory reasons, the US can't do it. But I think when that market opens up, um, yeah, there's there's huge huge opportunities there. Yeah. Um, and we've certainly been approached by um, lots of people looking to um, to partner with us for a launch in, in the US, yeah. um, and and we're very keen to um, to to be involved in the US when it when it does um, when Actually it does happen. does happen because yeah. it's a, it's a, a massive opportunity in a massive market. Um, but it, it, interestingly, you know, you're starting to hear noises from the UK government which are obviously monitoring um, you know, what's happening in the in the UK but also what's happening in the US and Vince Cable last last week um, launched um, a task force to look into um, 
um, how they can help alternative routes to finance for small businesses. Um, he specifically singled out crowdfunding as one of the things that they were going to look into in more, more detail. So, you know, certainly what we're doing here in, in the UK and the awareness that we've generated has, has rippled right the way up through to the corridors of power in, in the government. And, and certainly I'm sure they're aware of what's going on in the in the states as well I'm so sure. yeah. certainly you know from our point of view it only kind of reiterates our point that, or our feeling that crowdfunding as a, as a route as, as an alternative route to finance yeah. is, is going to happen and it's going to um, become big and, and quite soon it won't be an alternative route to finance it will be the route to finance yeah. for small businesses and I suppose it can sit comfortably alongside other other funding models. So if you run a successful equity-based crowdfunding campaign and then go to uh, another uh, capital market, you've got a, a wonderful asset there that demonstrates people's willingness to, to uh, confidently get involved with your, your product or your service. And that, that must be a, a, a useful thing uh, to have if you're trying abs- to raise money. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. And a, a lot of the businesses that raise um, money on Crowdcube, you know, one of the one of the key reasons that they're doing it is not necessarily... It is, first and foremost, about the money and raising the money, and that's what they need. But they recognise that you know, being able to tap into um, and give... Um, customers and people um, um, a, a shareholding in their business and for them to become advocates of your business is a really powerful powerful thing and from the social media point of view you know the publicity and, and the, the the viral awareness that you can create through a crowdfunding campaign can have really positive uh, have a really positive impact on um, on your brand and the awareness of your of your company. Well, Luke, thanks very much for taking the time to speak to us and tell us about the equity-based crowdfunding at Crowdcube. So there you have it, an interview with Luke Lang, who with his colleague Darren Westlake at Crowdcube are really at the bleeding edge of what's happening with crowdfunding for equity. This has been a Twin Tangibles production for Social Media Week. Thanks for listening.